It has been a year, a full liturgical year since we last worshiped together in this space. Today, the second Sunday in Advent marks the anniversary of our last service as a community gathered. Not all anniversaries feel like cause for celebration, do they? Already on that Sunday, our attendance was lighter. We practiced passing the peace in sign language rather than hugging and shaking hands. We knew things were changing, but I don't believe any of us had a clue how quickly or how much they would change. Nor did we have any idea on that Sunday morning that we would still be a community scattered a full year later. A full year. Another Lent in a year that, as our bishop so aptly described in her Ash Wednesday sermon, as a year that has tasted like Lent. Things are looking hopeful, though, aren't they? We are not in person for Sunday services at St. John's yet, but we have had in-person communion for many months, and it has been wonderful and so well-received. If you haven't tried it yet, please do. COVID numbers are heading in the right direction. Denver is currently yellow, and I have read that blue may be just around the corner. People are largely adhering to safety protocols, and more and more of us are getting vaccinated. Hope does seem to have broken through, even on what feels to so many of us like the 54th Sunday in Lent. About this same time a year ago, Wheezy Blanchard, who is the priest at Ascension and a dear friend of mine. Wheezy and I started meeting with a group of young moms from both of our churches and some other Episcopal parishes in central Denver for a Bible study. We had exactly one meeting in person before we had to move to Zoom. These moms wanted to start at the beginning, literally, Genesis 1 beginning, creation, Noah, Babel, Abraham, we're working our way slowly and methodically through all of it. And something we've remarked on many times over the past year is that the Abrahamic narrative is the perfect companion for a pandemic, especially a global pandemic that goes on and on and on. When we hear about Abram and Sarai this morning, renamed Abraham and Sarah in our Genesis 17 reading, we hear God promising both of them that they will give rise to nations. Even at 99, Abraham will have a son. The important thing to remember here is that this is not the first time 
this heretofore barren couple have heard this promise. All the way back in Genesis 12, when Abram was a spry 75-year-old, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. In Genesis 13 and 15, God continues to remind Abram of the promise. Years have passed, and the assured descendants who are to be as numerous as the dust of the earth and the stars of the heavens have not materialized. In Genesis 16, after 11 more years have passed, the couple take matters into their own hands. Abram, at 86 years old, has a son with Hagar. And here we are, 13 years further along, we encounter the couple. Abram is now 99 and still has not had a son with Sarai. And we hear this morning that that promise is still valid. It has not somehow expired, neither was it fulfilled nor voided by the birth of Ishmael. New names and a son of their own are the order of the day. Not only are they to have descendants, but those descendants will include nations and kings who will also be in covenant with God. This isn't the end, though. Abraham and Sarah continue to get signs and reminders of the promise. In Genesis 18, the Lord appears to them in the form of three visitors who receive food and hospitality. Then one said, I will surely return to you in due season, and your wife, Sarah, shall have a son. Finally, finally, three chapters later, this promise is fulfilled. Sarah gives birth to Isaac in Abraham's 100th year, 25 years after the promise was made. It's a lot of waiting. God did a lot of reminding. 25 years worth. Abraham and Sarah are lauded in our Christian tradition for their faithfulness, their steadfastness in waiting on God. But let us not forget their humanity in the waiting. The times of questionable decisions, the times of trying to take matters into their own hands, their circuitous route and misadventures on the way to Isaac's birth. They did not just sit quietly waiting on the Lord. They kept living their lives and planning for their future. God stuck with them and the promise was kept that had been made to them 25 long years before. What in this year of waiting have you experienced that has made you want to give up on God? 
or maybe made you trust God more, or even laugh at what God has promised you, as Sarah did? Where have you found yourself trying to wrest control away from God and assert your own agenda and timeline? Where have you seen the qualities of steadfastness and faithfulness manifest? What has you feeling impatient? What promise does it feel like is taking far too long to be delivered? How do Abraham and Sarah's experiences over 25 years of waiting speak to you in this seemingly endless year-long season of Lent? I know a few of you are impatient to get back to church. You've told us so. And thanks be to God for the many ways we have still been able to connect and be and do church. And thanks be to God for the weekly chance to walk through this space for in-person communion. But we know you're impatient for even more. My friends, it won't be a 25-year wait, but it will be a little bit longer. Things are looking so, so much better. But please trust that the waiting has not been idle. We meet weekly to discuss plans and strategies for opening even more in the near future. We are getting there. When a few of you have asked me, what's the holdup? I have reminded you that we have this gorgeous old building that inspires with its soaring architecture and dazzles with its jewel tone stained glass. But it is an old building. And while God brought a miraculous birth for centenarians in Genesis, God has yet to miraculously birth air conditioning, air filtration, or even a breath of airflow in this hundred-year-old space. So we wait a bit longer. We watch as things keep getting better, making the best decisions we can for our community, wearing masks, getting vaccinated when it's our turn, all the while making concrete plans for our future knowing that God is with us through it all, just as God was with Abraham and Sarah, repeatedly reminding them of all that was in store for them, reminding them of all the good that was yet to come. Be well, my friends. I miss you.